0: Great to be with you all. So great. Yeah. It's good that <laughs> you're We're happy to see you. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. I'm, I'm really pleased to be able to help out this morning. Uh, Pastor Wes and family were on vacation this week. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we don't really want him preparing sermons while he's on vacation. No. Although it would probably be good for his soul. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but maybe it's also good for his soul to be able to rest. <laughs> and, uh, Anyway, it's great to be able to share with you and just to see you and be with you again. I mean, it's been a long time. I know some of you have been able to be together um, at, at various points along the way. But uh, uh, for me, this is the first time back in a year and a half. And I'm just very grateful to God and to all of you for his faithfulness and your faithfulness. Kevin, can you hear me back there, yes. by the way? We're good? Okay. Awesome. You know, the church is an amazing thing. If we had uh, known two years ago that um, we were going to go a year and a half without meeting at all, I think we all might have wondered what the result was going to look like. Yeah. And uh, what, what this might have mean, meant for us. But the Bible says that the church prevails. Okay? And we're seeing evidence of that here today. Just by our presence and our worship together with each other, the church will prevail. God is doing his thing, right? And and maybe, you know, it's possible through a a season like this, we're going to see some uh, changes, some, I don't know, winnowing, you know? Uh, Maybe some uh, people who, who would never have ordinarily thought about their spiritual condition. Or wondered about God, but because of all of these events, have been brought to a place where they're interested and willing to to listen for the voice of God right now. God is doing His thing; He always has been, and uh, our presence here together is evidence of that here this morning. So, so thank you. I know uh, I know things have changed. Things have changed a lot for Ken and I in this last year. We've gone through a major life transition in terms of our jobs and our Even our physical location, for some of you who don't know, we now have work in Manitoba. And so we're going to be going back and forth between Vancouver and Winnipeg, um, you know, eight or nine times a year. And uh, So you'll still see us. Uh, We'll still be here, just not every week. uh, But know that uh, we love you and we're part of things here. This is our church, no matter where we are. And um, we're grateful for that. So anyway trust that you're sensing the presence of the Lord here today. You're encouraged by his grace and uh, know the power of the Spirit who is at work among us through his word and uh, through his people uh, that we might know our God and uh, appreciate his faithfulness to us. So I want to take you, we're going to take a little break from the series that we've been working through this summer. I'm just just leaving that to our pastor. uh, And uh, I'm going to share with you from 2 Timothy chapter 3. I think Wes had had said something about favorite passages or favorite texts, and this is one of those for me. Uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3. You know, I I find with this... particular. Talk to Siri, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe Siri needs the Lord. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you're talking about uh, favorite passages. This is one of those, for me. And, and it's an interesting chapter in that I never know quite know where to jump into this chapter uh, uh, because it's just such a flow of thought. But um, I don't really have time to deal with the whole thing here with you today, so uh, we'll just kind of jump in, okay, to verse 15. Actually, verse 14. Verse 14. As for you, continue in what you've learned. And have firmly believed, knowing from whom you've learned it. Just a little note there. Who, who, who's he talking about? Is he talking to Timothy? Who has he learned these things from? Well, from Paul and other spiritual leaders, but I think he's talking about Timothy's mom. Yeah. And Timothy's grandma. Go back to the beginning of the letters. There's specific reference to his family relationship, particularly his mom and his grandma. And he's saying, "Look, continue in this stuff, even though it's hard." You go back a few verses. Talks about persecution and challenge and hard, hard stuff. And he says, "No, continue. Like hang in there, keep at it. Why? Well, lots of reasons. One of the reasons being, you know those from whom you learned it. You can trust your mom." You can trust your grandma. You can trust me. You can trust the word itself. Mm-hmm. You know from whom you've learned it and how from childhood you've been acquainted with the scriptures, with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise. Wisdom is good. To be able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus because all scripture. All scripture is and this is the part I really want going to be focusing on this morning. All scripture is breathed out mm-hmm. breathed out by God. And as a result, you're going to find that it's profitable. That's a good word. Profitable. Like like you get something out of it. There's value here for you. It's profitable because it's been breathed out by God and profitable for what? For teaching you can learn stuff here. For reproof, you can be corrected here in ways that are helpful. A correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man and the woman of God may be complete, equipped for every good work, whatever it is that God might expect of you, whatever it is that God might call you to, the word of God is sufficient to equip you. To uh, another, to the old King James says, "To furnish you." I like that. We've just been setting up our, our uh, second home in Winnipeg. A lot of work involved in getting furnished, especially these days. You can't get people to deliver furniture. It takes months to place an order. And, and uh, well, the Word of God will furnish you. Mm. but provide what you need so that you can be trained and corrected and. and have everything you need so that you can live faithfully to the God who's called you. That sounds all right. Why? Because it is the very breath of God. It's his very breath. Lord, may you speak to us right now, right now, through your words, through this text. By the way, I realize I'm walking around and the cameras is... Having... <laughs> not sorry about that all you who are watching if i get out of your view I, i'm sorry <laughs> oh boy you know what i like books do you like books mm. mm-hmm. i got a lot of books over the years i've i probably had thousands and thousands of books i've, I've been trying to get rid of them uh, partly because we're running out of space and uh we don't have a lot of space for books, so i've been getting rid of a lot of my books but i've got a lot of them and uh, right now because of our transition a lot of my books are in boxes and are waiting to come out of hiding Uh, but you know the one thing i might like one thing i might like more than books are words words the words that are in the books like every one of those books has hundreds of thousands of these words and a word is an interesting thing, right? Like, with, like I'm using words right now. I got some thoughts inside of my head. I feel like there's some things that God has put on my heart. And, um, yeah, that happens. Thank you very much. <laughs> and in summertime, my voice gets that oh, way. I don't know. what its don't, don't worry about it. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> um, but thank you, sir. Words. They're amazing. Like without words, we can't talk. We can't communicate. We can't. I, I, I mean, there are philosophers. Oh, oh my philosophers. <laughs> <laughs> philosophers will tell you that everything that we know and experience in the world, like everything, is mediated by language. Like you have these these concepts or these. Um, thoughts or whatever, but the only way to actually get hold of them and to share them with each other is by means of words. Like, Like until you give expression to the idea by means of a word, what do you have? I mean, not much. It's a little bit like the tree that falls in the forest. Uh, with, with nobody there to hear right it, you, you understand right? The tree that falls in the forest, there's nobody there to hear it. it doesn't make a sound. right You know that right? <laughs> well there's a reason I say that. I mean sure, it, it emits waves, sound waves and things like that. But until you have an ear to hear the sound, to register the sound, I mean it's just, it's just sound waves it's just waves. It, you need the reception. Of the word you need to be able to hear it in order for it to have impact or, or have power like i imagine i told you i got a lot of books in boxes right now and i, I kind of imagine all those words i mean what are they they're, they're just like ink spots on, on page almost like hieroglyphics yeah I, I, I'm, I'm meaning don't even mean anything except to the person who knows the code right Who knows how to interpret the words and they're right now my boxes, they're they're all stuck in these boxes, and I imagine these little words in the dark, like, let me out, let me out, (laughs) because somebody has to hear them or read them for them to have any value. You know what it's like sometimes when you start reading a new novel, And, and it's hard at first, right, because you're reading all these words, you're taking them in, but they don't have a lot of meaning for you right away, because you don't Understand who these people are, these characters. You don't know whether or not they matter to you, why you're interested in them, because you haven't had enough time yet to really get hold of these characters. They have to come to life. The words have to live in us in order for us to care. And sometimes that takes a little bit of time. I want to suggest to you this morning that there is a word there is a word that stands above all of the billions of other words. A word. The word. The word of God. That will live forever. that unmovable, immutable, permanent, and powerful. The word of God. That results from the very breath of God. And I want to suggest to you today that we have a lot of different ways we think about the word, word, as Christians. We think about the Bible as God's word. Uh, Jesus himself is known, according to John verse, chapter 1, verse 1, as the word. We use our words to express the word about the word. <laughs> a lot of different ways we use that word, but it's all about the expression of God's person, his being, is making his, his person accept, or accessible to us, so that his life is known among us. So, we come to this word, in specific, this, uh, this passage, this text, and uh, Paul is challenging Timothy to take it seriously, to take this word seriously, to uh, live in it, to trust it even in periods of hardship because everyone who's trying to follow Jesus is going to deal with hardship you read that, verse 12 and 13 but you're going to deal with hardship but you've got to trust the word because you know those from whom you've learned it and because you receive it as the very breath of God himself What I want to suggest to you today from this text, God breathes His life into His people by His Word. God breathes His life into His people by His Word. All Scripture, verse 16, is breathed out by God and therefore is profitable. All Scripture. Breathed out by God. Well, I, I just... I'm a simple guy, I'm going to make this really simple, three things, uh, pretty, you know, we don't need PowerPoint for this, you <laughs> know, it's just really simple, and kind of obvious in a sense, and yet really, really powerful. So the first thing I notice here, when we think about this idea of the scripture being breathed by God, the first thing I notice is that God breathes, which is to say that God lives. He breathes. God is alive. And so it's where he he breathes. It's not just a concept. God isn't just a philosophy. God is a person. And he breathes. Like you uh, read a, or watch on TV maybe a, a Sherlock Holmes story or a Hercule Poirot or one of those de- detectives. And uh, they come across the body, and they want to figure out whether the body is alive. And so uh, the detective pulls a little piece of glass, a little mirror out of his pocket, and puts it under his nose. <laughs> you're, you're glad to see you're alive. <laughs> puts it under the nose. What? To see if there's any constant condensation that forms on the glass or on the mirror. Because that would be the evidence of breath. And to breathe is to live. You have no breath, you have no life. God breathes, which is to say that God lives. That's where we've got to start. The reason we have confidence in the Word of God is because it comes from a God who lives. It isn't just an idea, it isn't just a way of organizing life, it isn't just a philosophical framework sexual person here who has intention and has purpose in the world. God lives. breathes. God breathes the second thing. God breathes his life into his word. Okay? All Scripture is breathed out by God. It's the Scripture, the text, the words of the book represent the very breath of God. So this is the way. I mean, I don't understand all of this. Like there's there's mystery here, but the concept is that God expresses His life through the words of this book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God so so as we study the book, as we read it, as we uh, take it in, it's as if we're taking in His. Very breath, like spiritual CPR or something like that. He, he is breathing into us by his, his word. It, it is his very breath, this text. Uh, the word, we use the word inspiration. And that's another one of those words. Talking about words, words are complicated, uh, have multiple meanings. One of the meanings of the word inspiration is to feel inspired or to be, to have this. Big sense of something um, significant, dramatic, um, fulfilling, uh, encouraging, inspiring. You know, like We use the word in that way. We also use the word inspiration to describe this process of God breathing into the book. We say that the Bible is inspired by God. Literally means that God has breathed. His life into this text. Um, The word inspiration, think of the word respiration, which is to breathe. It's the same root. Inspiration, respiration. It's about God breathing His life into His Word. Go a little deeper. The word inspire, the the, the spire part, the spirit. Does that sound familiar? The spirit so uh, we talk about you know inspiration in spiritual terms and that's a good thing respiration breath. same thing here god breathes his life into his word by his spirit mm. by his holy spirit and so we read in other places how as you read the scripture sometimes there's aspects to this that are mysterious or challenging or difficult but god by his spirit make sense of it for us in our spirit, so that we actually know the God who lives and breathes among us. Mm. Mm. That's the purpose of the word. It's not just a technical text. It's not just data. It actually mediates the presence of the living God. Now, I don't want to get weird about this. Like sometimes we do, right? Like sometimes we, because of this, we have this idea that it's the book itself, you know, that it's the pages, it's the ink, it's the leather cover and the red ribbon, you know, it's all of that, that that matters, right? Well, that's complicated now because I'll just be honest. I do most of my reading of the Bible digitally now. I just do. I find that there's there's a lot of ways you can work with the digital text that you can't with the Printed text quite so easily. So what does that mean if it's the book? Like I remember growing up hearing that you would never put the Bible underneath a stack of books. You know, even underneath a like a, a, a stack of hymn books. You know, like even that wasn't good. For the Bible always had to be on the top of the pile of books because the Bible is the most. And, and I get it. I get it. There's there's a sense of respect to that and all that. That's fine. But when I'm telling you. Is it's not the book itself, it's not the pages. It's not the fact that we got these crinkly little pages on this nice leather cover. No. It's the God who breathes his life into the into the, the words of the book. Does that make sense? God breathes, which is to say he lives. God breathes life into his word, his life, his power. Third thing. I told you this is going to be simple. God breathes life into his people by his word. His life into his people by means of his word. So that as we read the word, as we study it, as we seek to understand it, to allow it to have its way with us. We are actually receiving his breath. It's it's like I said, spiritual CPR. It's like, you know, we're lying there half dead. And God opens up our airwaves and breathes his life into us. We're like, this, we're like this flaccid balloon. And as we read the text, as we study it, as we respond to what it's saying to us, it's like God inflates us. He inflates us with his very person. We talked about the idea of spiritual. Inspiration and all of that. Here's another example of that. The Greek word pneuma. The Greek word pneuma. The other day we went to ride our bikes. We had to, I don't know if you know this, our bikes, probably your bikes as well, have pneumatic tires. Pneumatic tires. What that means is the tires can get a little soft and flat and you have to inflate them. With air, that's what it means to be a pneumatic tire. We're kind of like that. We need to be inflated by the spirit, by the pneuma, by means of the word. As God breathes his life into us by his spirit, by his word. And as that happens, as that happens, great things happen for us. We learn stuff. That's kind of obvious. Uh, Sometimes we have to deal with correction. That means we read something and realize that God speaks by His Spirit and we realize that we've got to correct something by His strength. We sense a a sense of rebuke. And that's important sometimes. Uh, We need to be corrected and trained and led in the paths of righteousness, led to be in the character of the God who is speaking, who loves us and cares about us, is making that possible for us. And I want to be careful here because it's so easy for us to fall into the sense of, well, okay, so this is, um, what this means is this is like a, 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 sort of a manual or a technical book, you know, like a, I, I don't know, like a, like a manual. You know, and and, and the, what we got to have to do is we just have to, Measure ourselves and line ourselves up and, and just kind of keep reading in, in order for it to, to correct us with the mucus and rebuke us and train All of that's true. All of that's true, but it's so much bigger than that, is the point. It's not just about getting the data straight. It's not just about hearing it right and kind of fixing things. It's about knowing God. It's about knowing the God who is alive. And wants to be known by us, wants to make himself known to us, and speaks to us by his spirit through the word. I said earlier, John chapter 1, verse 1, another kind of favorite passage. In the beginning was what? Was the word. The word was with God, the word was God. He was with God from the beginning. Verse 14. The word became what? And flesh. to my So so here's here's God by his word taking on human flesh so that like you know, literally becoming a living breathing organism so that we could know him. So that we could be forgiven by him. It's so much more <clears throat> than just Studying. Studying matters. The Bible calls us to study His Word, but it's more than that. It's about knowing God Himself. Knowing the God who lives. You know, if Jesus was the Word, had not come and taken on that flesh and blood, had not taken on the capacity to breathe not have the book. We would not know the God who lives. We, I, the very fact that they took our Lord the living breathing expression of God himself. And they put him on a cross and they nailed him there and on that cross the very fact that he breathed his last made it possible for us to breathe Forever. <laughs> and that is the gospel. That is the good news. Amen. And it's because of that good news that we can live. We can live forever. We can breathe. Forever. I just Lord, that's amazing. It's wonderful, Lord. Thank you. you know, maybe right now, right now all of us. I don't we should just take it deep breath go ahead feels good take a deep breath God gave you that breath and it's an expression of his love for us we can live and breathe and have our being in Him. Thank you. Thank you, Back in the garden, beginning, we were just dust on the ground. How did how did, what did it say about how we came to be? How we we were animated? God breathed into the dust. Of life, the life of God in us. So here's the thing, folks. As long as we're breathing, we still have opportunity, we still have responsibility, we still have challenge, we still have opportunity to go out and be the people that God has called us to be to know Him, to serve Him, and to love each other, and to be productive in this world for His glory. We've still got breath, let's use it. As we come to the Word to understand how best to, to, to live, you know, when we need correction, when we need training, when we need to. We come to this Word, here's my advice. Don't just read it. Don't just read it. Breathe it. Take it in. Breathe it like, like the breath you take after some great exertion, great gulps of it. <laughs> And let it inflate you. Let it fill you by his spirit. That you can be the person that God has called you to be. So that you can know the life that he's given you. This is not just concepts. This is not just data to be parsed and interpreted. This is the mediation of the very person of God by the spirit of God by the breath of God, for His glory and for our benefit. Amen? God breathes God breathes life into His word. God breathes life into His people by His word. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for that privilege. Thank you for that knowledge. Thank you for fact that you are more than conceptual you are more than just a philosophy or an idea you are a person that lives and breathes an eternal being who has made himself known to us by his by this word by your spirit and lord in that we find our purpose we find our meaning we trust you for it lord give us the time the inclination the courage the wisdom the joy of digging deep breathing deeply hearing what it is that you have to say to us by your spirit every day every week as we come here to church as we open the bible for ourselves in the mornings as we as we read and listen receive your breath we thank you lord we thank you in jesus name